Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cinema's Soft Underbelly, your one-stop shop for all things horror, fantasy, science fiction, gems in the rough, little scene movies, movies that should be seen by you. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver, and today I am going to be talking about uh, a particular uh, genre of film that I really, really like. It's really hard to get this done good and and right uh, for it to work, uh, but there are the ones that do work work in spades, and uh, and I've got a collection of them here that I wanted to talk about. And the reason that I thought that this would be a good subject to talk about today was because of the movie I watched last night. I thought that uh, the movie that I saw last night was was so good that it warranted discussion on my show, as well as some other gems in the rough. So uh, that would be the I'm going to call these uh, mind bender movies, which is kind of a weird name to call them, but that's kind of what they are. Movies that, uh, and I'm not, I'm not talking about a movie that's just all about the twist, but just movies that are really out there with their ideas and the subject matter and all that good stuff. And, uh, and there's, there's tons of movies like this, lots of honorable mentions, but there are some that to me stand out more so, uh, than, than others. And those are the ones that I would like to talk about uh, today. So, um, for I, I want to give an example of uh, of a of a mind bender type movie, uh, and I, it's one that I've already talked about on my show. So I'm just going to bring it up now, and that is "Don't Look Now," starring Donald Sutherland. That's the uh, the British horror movie from the uh, the 70s. And I've already discussed the movie, and that's a, it's basically it's one of those that the less you know about it, the better. But it gets better with repeat viewings, and a lot of these do get better with repeat viewings. Some of them do rely heavily on the that the art of surprise uh, in the you know by the closing moments of the movie. But uh, Don't Look Now, I think, is a great example of the mind bender type movie, to where uh, there's different layers going on in the movie. It's not just a straight like that movie, for example. About a couple that lost their daughter to a drowning accident. They moved to Venice, and there's premonitions of the, that the daughter might still be alive. And uh, there's just so much more going on in that movie than just that particular storyline. What I just said, and and the same is applied to a lot of these movies. Now, this is going to be hard to talk about some of these without giving spoilers. Uh, I will try, and if there are occasions that I have to get into spoilery territory, I will say something so you can uh, skip ahead. Because uh, part of these, again, the, the, the fun of these movies is, is discovering them uh, and what, what they have hidden. So um, anyway, so Don't Look Now is what I wanted to start with uh, because I've already talked about that movie. I just got that out of the way. Another movie that, that we've discussed on Movie Freaks and Cinema Sidekicks is Interstellar, Christopher Christopher Nolan's movie. I would consider this to be a mind-bender type movie, a bit more of a science fiction than time-bender type, or mind-bender type thing, but still, with the huge ideas that this movie's got going on in it, I, th- I thought that it deemed bringing up. Um, and this, the same actually applies for Christopher Nolan's Memento, and... Um, 
Inception. I think those are great examples of mind bendery type movies. But uh, Interstellar was was uh, really good with that. And I, you know, I still am thinking about that movie, and I'm still trying to wrap my head around it and uh, figure out like what what exactly did he mean in this spot, in this spot, in this spot, and uh, so. Uh, and that's even though the movie, I believe, has its flaws. Uh, that is the signs of a great movie that that you're still thinking about it months after after it came out. And and I am, I'm still thinking about that movie. So big thumbs up. So anyway, uh, and I am going to give a shout out to this other movie that I personally didn't much care for, but my co-host Eric Marner over at Movie Freaks did really enjoy. And you know, maybe I should give this one another another uh, shot just because I'm not sure why I didn't why it didn't hit me like I wanted it to because um, I, I, I think it was a good good enough movie um, but it just something about it just nah and that was uh, time crimes um, I think that's what it's called um, uh, now I can't find it on IMDB which means I'm probably doing I'm probably um, I'm probably uh, I'm trying I'm I'm trying to find this movie and now I now I can't so I thought it was called Time Crimes and I think it is but I can't find it so anyway there you go that's for you Eric uh, a guy goes through a portal or something and he keeps repeating himself or something like that but it was very interesting but very much mind bendery type movie so. Okay, now to the stack of Blu-rays that I have here. These are the ones that I really wanted to talk about. And I'm going to start with the movie that I watched last night because it is so good. And it's one that I've been thinking about and thinking about and thinking about since I did see it. And that is 2014's The Signal, directed by William Eubank. And uh, this is one that I was not planning on on watching anytime soon. Um I, I mean, I I saw the preview, thought it looked good, but um, nothing that I was uh, nothing that I was chomping at the bit to see. Lawrence Fishburne is in it, but at this point, that, that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Uh, but I picked it up on the cheap and thought, okay, let's let's see what this is all about. The cover makes it look like you're watching a science fiction movie, and it is a science fiction movie. I'll I'll at least give you that. Um, so I'm going to read the back of the Blu-ray, but as far as getting more into the actual storyline, that's about as far as I can go without being spoilery. And this is one that uh, I would say if you've watched the trailer, you've probably already seen too much. Uh, so don't read up on it. Don't even. In my opinion is don't watch the trailer. Just watch the movie. Uh, okay, so Academy Award nominee Lawrence Fishburne, Brenton Thwaites. Olivia Cook and Bo Cap, uh, uh, I believe, um, star in this mind-bending and suspenseful sci-fi thriller. Nick, his girlfriend Haley, and his buddy Jonah take an unexpected detour from an idyllic cross-country road trip when they are contacted by a mysterious hacker who has gained entry into MIT's secured network. But after a rendezvous in an early in an eerily remote area. Uh, goes awry, Nick wakes to a living nightmare in an isolation unit. Interrogated by Dr. Wallace Damon, who that's Fishburne's character, Nick soon realizes that the only way to decipher the past is to escape the presence. The, the present. Um, so, 
on the back here, uh, USA Today says, had Stanley Kubrick and David Lynch made a movie together, it might have looked something like The Signal. And honestly, not too far off. Um, there is a little Stanley Kubrick in there, and there is a little David Lynch in there. Uh, I don't think I would put put this movie quite on a pedestal with Stanley Kubrick, but it regardless. So there's the storyline, and truly, the less you know about this, the better. Budget was $4 million, and every single dollar is up there on the screen, and I love that. I love the fact that uh, it looks fantastic. It's shot tremendously. And this is one where I will say that... Um, so you're watching the movie, and about the time when you start to think, yeah, this is starting to get a little pretentious, or eh, this is starting to get a little bit... Um, um, or like a little bit slow moving. Let's let's get going here. It does. You you have to just stick with it. This is one that it, it's it is a mind bender, but it's also all about the ending, and the ending is gloriously awesome. And I simply can't say anything about it other than uh, this movie definitely definitely needs to be seen. Uh, again, I've I I am so appreciative of the fact that. Uh, it was shot so good, and so much attention to detail is in this movie. Um, even the acting. When you're done with the movie, uh, for me, I looked back and I thought, man, the acting was so good in this movie. Uh, but during the movie, there were different parts where I'm like, ah, this is getting to be a little bit, uh, a little bit into the overacting category. But it's not actually. Again, it uh, all hinges on their hook and the whole storyline when it comes together, everything just kind of makes sense. So, and that's about all I can say about the movie. I, I don't want to say too much more because uh, I don't want to spoil it, but it is a great movie. And um, I don't want to compare it to this movie because it has nothing at all in common with, with this, but um, I don't know what made it just, it just made me think of this movie. And that is 2009's moon uh, directed by Duncan Jones. Uh, another great movie and this one here is also more of a, a kind of a mind bender type movie uh, but it's pretty straightforward whereas the signal is kind of here there and everywhere uh, moon is pretty much focused but it's still uh, the the twist in that movie is is very very good sam rockwell is a lone astronaut on uh, the moon and it, it's a fantastic movie if that's one that has gained uh gained in popularity and kind of almost a Shawshank Redemption type thing to where, no, it's not like the Shawshank Redemption, but it's just, it's found new life on uh, home video. Great movie. And if you haven't seen it, you owe it to yourself to, to check that movie out. So, okay, next up for me is, uh, let me just pull this up here, from Andy Wachowski and Lana Wachowski would be Cloud Atlas. And, um, Another movie that, in my opinion, is highly, 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 highly underrated. I think that this is a uh, a modern classic piece of cinema. I saw it in the theater in Florida when I lived down there. It was an IMAX, and it did not do good, so it was only an IMAX for a week or two. I was able to catch it, and I was completely, 100% blown away by this movie, everything about this movie. Um and, and just for reference here, this was co-directed by the Wachowskis and uh, Tom uh, 
oh boy, I, I all these people seem to have weird last names to me, so it's hard to pronounce. Uh, Tykwer, I guess, is how you pronounce his last name, um, from Germany. And he, uh, just to give you an idea of the work that he's done, um, he has directed Run, Lola, Run, Perfume, the story of a murderer, and which is another movie that would, would fit perfectly into this, this category that I'm talking about. Uh, he did The International, and, um, and then he uh, helped with, uh, he co-directed Cloud Atlas. And I, I am still surprised at the hate that this movie got and the fact that it, it did so poorly. I guess I can kind of understand that why it did poorly. I mean, the budget of this thing was over $100 million, and it grossed in the United States $27 million. And that's a bomb. Um, however, that doesn't mean this movie isn't good. This movie is fantastic. I'm going to read the back of the Blu-ray here, which the Blu-ray, I, must, I might also add, is phenomenal. Uh, six stories spanning centuries, one soul. Tom Hanks and Halle Berry lead an all-star cast in interwoven tales as time shifts between past, present, and future. As characters reunite from one life to the next, their actions generate consequences. A killer evolves into a hero. An act of kindness inspires a revolution. Cloud Atlas combines science fiction, drama, mystery, action, and romance into a film that's utterly, wonderfully epic. And that is so, so true. Uh, this movie jumps from um, primitive time all the way to the distant, distant future. And the cast in this movie is just staggering and, and so, so incredible. Hugh Grant, Susan Sarandon, uh, Keith David is in this. Um, Tom Hanks, of course. Uh, Hugo Weaving, Jim Sturgis, uh, Ben Winshaw, uh, let's see, James Darcy. And I thought, I thought I could be wrong, but I just want to make sure. Um, uh, I, I thought that, that uh, there was a couple other actors that I wanted to mention. But you know what? I'm not finding them, so I don't want to waste time trying to find, find them. But regardless, all-star cast. Um, beautifully shot. And, and the fact, this, is, this kind of is one of those movies that, that everything almost fits perfectly together. Uh, and on repeat viewings, it probably does. I've seen this movie twice, uh, but it, it, it's, it's one of those kind of like David Lynch to where everything is almost there for you, but not quite. And it just makes me want to keep watching. I, when this movie was done in the theater, I, I was stunned. Uh, I sat in the theater for a little while as the credits were rolling, trying to contemplate what I had just seen. Um, and then apart from that, uh, just talking about this movie, to different people, it's hard to under it's hard to explain what what it is, uh, just because it it's just different humans through through time and how their souls are interconnected somehow, and it's it's brilliant, brilliant movie, and why it bombed so bad at it's just unfortunate, very unfortunate, and a fantastic movie. And I do have high hopes for Jupiter Ascending that's coming out in just a few days. I, I do think that the Wachowskis get uh, way too much hate. I thought that Speed Racer was a complete blast. I liked the Matrix movies, all three of them. Uh, I, I, I'm a fan of their work. I think that they make good movies. Um, it's just uh, it's unfortunate that they've had uh, several bombs now. 
uh, with Speed Racer and Cloud Atlas especially. So, and I, I unfortunately I, I have a feeling that Jupiter Ascending is going to be another bomb. It just it was delayed and it's getting bad buzz. However, on the flip side, I have a feeling that it's going to be a good movie. I'm really looking forward to it. So, um, anyway, that's uh, that's that. Moving on, I'm going to completely shift gears here and talk about a Takeshi Mike movie, and that would be Audition. Uh, what a movie this is. Uh, and this is one where, uh, it, from 2009, I, I like a lot of these, it's hard to describe. It's, it's really hard to talk about what is in the movie for fear of spoiling it. Uh, but I will I'll give you the synopsis here. Uh, deceptively innocent at first, Takeshi Mike's audition finds, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce their names. I, I, they're, they're people in the movie. How's that? Um, uh, middle-aged widower of many years, urged by his teenage son and his film producer friend to get out and start dating again. Uh, to help him meet women, um, his producer friend devises a plan to hold a fake audition for a leading lady. Reluctantly agreeing, he additions 30 young hopefuls and falls for the silent beauty of Asami, a former ballerina with a dark past. Their courtship veers from quiet romance to psycho nightmare. And yeah, that that's being that's putting it mildly. This movie is nuts. Uh, it is a uh, even after things go crazy in the movie, and they go crazy, this is not an easy watch. Uh, there's still more fun to be had. This has got probably, uh, with the proper sound system, probably one of, if not the best jump scenes of a movie that I've ever seen. I'll never forget the first time I saw uh, saw this movie. I jumped so bad at this scene. I was so not expecting it, and then it came, and it's still, every time, it's like, oh, man. And it, this is not like a freak out ghosty type movie at all it's just a complete mind bender man uh like i said once things take a sinister turn and they do it's a two-hour movie about by about the by about the midway point just when you're like okay where's this going let's let's move this on that's when things get weird and then it's just this downward spiral of maybe dreams within dreams maybe not maybe something uh i i can't give anything away but uh, you won't look at needles and piano wire the same after this movie. It is a great movie. It is already, uh, this is 1999 when it came out, and already I consider this to be a uh, a classic horror movie. Now, it's about 16 years old now, but it, and when this thing came out, I remember when it came out, uh, the buzz that it had generated back then. Uh, and this kind of put, put Takeshi on the map, and uh, he's done all sorts of crazy movies, but to me personally, Audition is his is high mark in his career. So, fantastic movie. If you have the stomach for it, and it takes a strong stomach, this one here, I urge you to watch Audition. Fantastic. So, uh, moving on. Next movie. Uh, now, this one here I've only watched one time, uh, but it's still worthy of mention here because of how crazy the thing is. And that is Altered States. And let me just pull this up here. 1980. And for 1980, this is really out there and pushing the envelope as far as 
what can be shown in a movie and just making such a bizarre movie. Ken Russell directed it, and Ken Russell uh, has made a lot of really good movies. Uh, 72 credits to his name, uh, and man, he's got an interesting list of movies. Lair of the White Worm. Now, Gothic, he did make that my co-host Eric Marner on Movie Freaks really liked that. I hated it. Um, however, that you know, it is what it is. He made The Devils. That was a really good movie. Um, but anyway, uh, Altered States. So, back of the Blu-ray is, uh, I'll just quick read it off here, research scientist Eddie Jessup, which is played by William Hurt, believes other states of consciousness are as real as everyday reality. Using sensory deprivation, then adding powerful hallucinogenic drugs, he explores these altered states and endures experiences that make madness seem a blessing. Um, This was William Hurt's uh, film debut. Uh, He also stars along with Blair Brown, Bob Balabad, and Charles Hayde. And so... uh, I, it's hard for me to describe this movie. It really is. I've watched it one time, but it's so bizarre, and the the effects in this movie are so weird. Um, I, uh, I, I wish that I would have words for it, but it truly should be seen. It is. It's almost an experimental type film, and I could have gotten really into more experimental type films on this particular episode, but uh, there because there's so many of them. But I wanted to keep it more somewhat more mainstream. Um, this is probably, the of the movies I'm talking about, this is probably the least mainstream of the bunch. Because this is just, it's random. Man, is this movie random, but good. Interesting enough, with this movie, the special effects in this movie were done by, uh, oh, what's the, I, 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 I'm not sure what the guy's name is. Uh, Bran Farron. And Bran Farron uh, because of the effects in this movie, he got the gig for Star Trek V, uh, The Final Frontier, which is uh, trashed by most people. It was, I think it won the uh, worst movie of the year, Razzies, back when it came out. I, particular, I Personally, I think that Star Trek V is a good movie. It's unfortunate that, um, that the effects were what they were. They're not as bad as a lot of people say, but if you watch Star Trek V and view it as, uh, and this is totally rabbit trailing, but I don't care, if you view it as a an extended episode of the original Star Trek show, it works perfectly. It, it's, it's probably the closest thing to an actual 60s Star Trek episode of any of the Star Trek movies. And part of that is due to the special effects, because they're pretty hokey, especially after ILM was knocking it out of the park with the other Star Treks. Then to cut budget corners, uh, William Shatner had to go and get this guy, and it doesn't work. Uh, At least, I I say it doesn't work in a big budget sci-fi sort of way, but for a cheesy low budget sort of way, it works perfectly well. But anyway, he did the special effects for Altered States, and the, the effects in Altered States, obviously, they're very different than Star Trek, but they are quite interesting, and I think they're very good. In fact, that is part of the reason to watch the movie, is the crazy special effects on display. So, very good movie, but uh, it's one to... Um, 
man, it's it's just one to sit back. And if you don't, if you if you hate the movie, you'll at least enjoy the visuals. I would imagine it gets close to being sacrilegious at a couple moments, and I don't really remember why anymore. But I just remember thinking, oof, this is uh, this is getting pretty out there. Uh, so anyway, I'm I'm looking at some of the uh, the notes here on. Uh, on IMDb, and it said here some some footage of hell in the movie is in the hallucinations are from the movie Dante's Inferno from 1935, taken from a dream sequence. That's kind of interesting. So, anyway, oh, and Drew Barrymore also stars in this movie. So there's that. But anyway, okay, that's it for this movie. I can't say a whole lot more about it. It's just bizarro, and I thought it was really good. I thought it was better than really good. I thought it was a, a, a great movie. I think I gave it four out of five stars when I watched it the uh, the one time. So, Okay, and lastly is 2009's Triangle, directed by Christopher Smith. Watched this movie, I believe, at least twice, maybe three times, and each time it gets better. What an incredible movie. What a fantastically well-made movie. Uh, Back of the Blu-ray from horror writer and director Christopher Smith. He also did Severance and Creep. And by the way, Severance is a fantastic... uh, It's not a horror comedy. It's horror with some very... uh, very black humor in it, I guess you could say. And then Creep, is a, that was his first movie, very good movie. Uh, comes a unique concept psychological thriller that turns the genre on its head. Um, Melissa George stars in this movie, by the way. Uh, she, her name's Jessie in the movie. She sets sail on a yacht with a group of friends. She can't shake the feeling that there is something wrong. Her suspicions are realized when the yacht hits a storm in the Bermuda Triangle and the group is forced to board a passing ocean liner to get to safety. The ship appears deserted, but Jess is convinced she's been on board before. They soon realize they are not alone. Someone is intent on hunting them down one by one. Another movie that is... uh, It's so good. And just thinking of how this movie plays out is brilliant. It's so good. I love it. I love the twists that this movie has, um, how everything comes together, but uh, kind of not. And um, it's one that the more you watch it, the more you get out of it, and the more that you enjoy it. At least, well, the more that I enjoy it. Uh, I do like the fact that this movie does make references to The Shining. Uh, the number 237 pops up. Uh, so uh, there are also words written on a mirror and a, uh, a ballroom and an, with an axes in the movie. So I think that's really cool that there are nods to my favorite movie, The Shining. So um, anyway, uh, other see, some of these things I can't really say, even like the just the little tidbits on IMDb, because it... Um, it gives a little bit of it away, and this is just one of those movies that the less you know, the better. You just go in with go into it blind, and if you're into this type of thing, the, the mind-bender-type movies, I cannot imagine you wouldn't like this one. This one here is so good. And it the particular genre of this movie, like it feels kind of like a horror movie, but a lot of these, actually, well, other than Audition, uh, most of these are, are pretty much straight-up science fiction and Triangle is right on that line of horror, science fiction, uh, alternate reality. Maybe I don't. But again, I, I've probably already said too much. Just watch the movie; it is great. So, 
Anyway, that's my list of movies for the Mindbender episode here. Every single one of them is a complete home run uh, to varying degrees and to varying tastes. Some of these movies you may not like as much as I did. Altered States would be probably the main one that might be a big question mark. Um, But, hey, art's subjective. You might like it, you might not. Whatever, I'm just giving you my opinions and, and hope that someone out there gives them one of these movies a chance. So anyway, that's it for my show. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to cinema sidekicks and movie freaks. Uh, we had a great, uh, mega podcast taping this past weekend. And my episode is already up online as is cinema sidekicks and soon to be movie freaks as well. We did all sorts of, uh, cool. We discussed all sorts of cool stuff. Talked about the, uh, Israeli horror movie rabies for my show and then we did all sorts of Oscar stuff and best of 2014. And it was just a great time. So please make sure that you check out Movie Freaks and Cinema Sidekicks both on iTunes. And you can get a hold of me at Eugene-Weaver at Hotmail.com for any questions that you might have. Or uh, I would love to know if there's other uh, Mindbender-type movies that I missed that I should uh, I should check out. There, I've, there's a ton in my collection that I've seen that I wanted to include on this episode, but... Obviously, my my show, I try to keep it a half hour, and I figured with these, I was probably going to be close to a half hour or over a half hour anyway, so I had to I had to stop at some point. So um, anyway, The Signal, check it out, please. Uh, support, uh, I hate to say low budget, but support more independent type films uh, instead of these, I don't want to say instead of huge, huge budget movies, I, but I love to see uh, a movie with a little bit lower budget come together so well because of a fantastic script, fantastic production values, and fantastic action acting like The Signal did. Uh, that is a true gem in the rough. Highly urge you to watch it. Um, so I've gushed about that movie enough. I'm all done. But anyway, uh, again, I'm Eugene Weaver, and thanks for listening, and until next time. <laughs>